Are you feeling stuck in life or in business? Maybe you're not magnetizing the money or the relationships that you're trying to manifest. Perhaps you're finding yourself stuck in opposing patterns. One minute you're in high performance mode and the next you feel totally drained, disconnected, and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Brenda Johnston and this is the Limitless Life Podcast. After changing my own relationship to success and more importantly myself, I was able to turn my passion into profit. I've also learned over the years how to make the deep transformational work easier and more effective, which is why I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind. And this is a place that I help people just like you strategically unlock your abundance mindset, activate your true manifesting capabilities, so you can finally have the limitless life that you're meant to have. What's up, everybody? Before we dive into this conversation with Jessica, I just want to let you know about a really exciting deal that I have going on for Black Friday through to Cyber Monday. I've never done anything like this before. And honestly, I would love for you to take advantage of this deal because this is a significant savings on something that is really going to create a lot of impact in your life. My Ignite Transform Your Money Story in 60 Days program is going to be starting December 5th. This is a group coaching experience, not just another self-paced course that you're going to buy and do nothing with. Here's the thing. Transforming your money stories is actually one of the fastest ways to open up to the abundance that's available to you. And this isn't just about money. It's about all of the areas in your life, relationships, money, I'm going to help lead you through this transformation, give you the tools you need so you can tune out the money noise around you and really open up to receiving the abundance that is available to you. So if you're tired of feeling stuck in that just enough energy, if you've been feeling like something is missing in your life, but like no matter how hard you work, you're always behind where you or society thinks you should be. Maybe you're living paycheck to paycheck. Maybe you're not attracting the right clients or people into your business or life. Listen, if any of that sounds familiar, this is for you because your money story is not aligned with your vision of who you want to become. And I understand the pain and frustration of feeling stuck because I've lived it. And I also know, like I said, that transforming your money story is one of the quickest ways to activate your abundance mindset and help you break through to that next level that you're wanting to get to. So I'm going to drop the details down in the show notes for you. But essentially, there's going to be two ways for you to really take advantage of these savings. You can do a single payment. You're going to save 25% off. For the first time ever, I'm offering a six-month payment plan. So you can get in on this for as low as $333 a month. Not only that... I'm throwing into this program my bonus manifesting module, which usually is its own program. So trust me when I say this program is really going to create a massive impact in your life. And I can't wait to have you join us for it. Now, let's dive into this. I hope you really enjoy this episode with Jessica. As usual, if any of it makes an impact on you, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram, let me know so that I know what kind of content you guys are loving and I can create more of it for you and I can bring more awesome guests on for you. All right, I've blabbered enough. Let's dive into this. I'm super excited today because I have a guest with me. I have a guest, and this guest episode has been in the making probably for about two years, but we had to leave a cult first, but that's a whole nother podcast. I'm here today with one of my best friends, Jessica Sagan, not to be called Sequin when you say her name, because that's, you know, she is sparkly though. You are sparkly. I am, but the sequin energy is on the inside. Right. So (laughs) I'm I'm super excited to finally be having this conversation with you because we have been talking about it for a very long time. And I know we both have been going through this metamorphosis, especially in the last year. Mm Mm-hmm. And so now is the time we're supposed to be having this conversation. So welcome to the Limitless Life podcast. 
Thank you. I'm so stoked to be here. Yay. I'm so stoked to have you. I'm, I, I feel like this might be a five hour podcast because we do have a lot of things we want to talk about. Jessica is actually an intuitive soul integration healer, and she's been an integral part of my life, not just as my friend, but she is like, and you guys know, I'm constantly talking about energy management and containing yourself and spiritual hygiene. Jessica is like the master clearer of all things when it comes to all the stuff that I do and all the stuff that I work with and all the things that other healers do. Jessica clears and cleans off the healers. Like you essentially are the big guns. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. I kind of come in when um, I'm like the deep cleaner. You are. And your mentor is actually, she works with super famous people and that's what you are starting to do. You're opening up the space to be able to help the helpers. Mm -hmm. And you helped me immensely earlier this year when I can only explain it as I felt like I was stuck in energetic cobwebs and hairballs and shit and I could not clear anything off and I didn't really understand what was going on because I'd never I don't want to say I'd never experienced that but I'd never been aware of that experience and so you actually did massive clearings on me and my house and my business like all the things. So yeah. Can we talk a little bit about that clearing stuff that you do? Yeah. I mean, I think if I were to explain it in a nutshell, um, you know, as a master professional clearer, what I do is I clear an unseen world that's deeply affecting how people live and feel. Um, You know, we see a lot of stuff in Hollywood that is, it's pretty sensationalized and makes a lot of this stuff seem really creepy and scary. And it like, it can be, but ultimately what it is, it's like, um, it's like bacteria and viruses. Um, you can't see that biological world, but it does exist and, you know, it can make people really sick. Um, you know, in a really similar way, the unseen world is, very real. Um, And it can affect a person's mood, sleep, psychological state of mind. Um, When we don't clear ourselves off at a deep level, it can cause things like anxiety, fear without apparent cause. Um, You know, it can it can contribute to depression and, you know, even deeper issues than that. Um, So with what I do as a professional clearer, I'm able to analyze what those problems are very specifically and then resolve them and remediate them from a distance. You know, I don't have to be in person and I use a really specific methodology that has been developed um, by my teacher and has an 18 year success rate. So it's pretty freaking cool. And it is cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was kind of skeptical when I first started learning about this, but having experienced it myself, when I hired my teacher, it was, um, you know, something that actually I'd say really set me free. I would agree with that terminology because I just remember after you doing that for me, it was like, I came out of a cocoon and everything looked different. Like suddenly everything looked different. And I was like, whoa, that was weird. But weird in a really cool way. And I think the unseen world, and I mean, I feel like the unseen world, and we're probably going to do this, could be a whole other podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. I think if we start diving into that today, (laughs) we're not... (laughs) that's a whole other rabbit hole but yeah yeah, (laughs) it's like so much to be talked about there 
having said that, if you guys are listening to this and you're like, Ooh, I want to know more about the unseen world, tag me and tell me, because it is fascinating. It's something that like Jessica and I live with. We, we deal with this stuff all the time. Um, but it can also scare the shit out of you. So I'm just going to put that out there. It, it, I just want to say it can scare the shit out of you, but don't let it. Yes. Because, because we can deal with it. Yes. That's a great point. And that kind of goes along with mindset, right? If you have the mindset and you focus on the bad thing all the time, then that's what's going to happen. But if you create that high quality mindset and you are able to focus on the things and the outcomes that you want, then that's what happens. Hello, manifestation. But the other cool thing that Jessica also does is you have a process where you can take people to specific soul points. Mm-hmm. Could be in this lifetime, could be in other lifetimes. And you also have done that with me because there were some things that I was not able to work through. And so we went on this soul point journey through emotions emotions are so cool can you talk a little bit about emotions as like energetic gateways and why this is so cool and so important yeah it's um you know what i have developed with my process over the past i want to say several years but it's actually decades um is you know (laughs) i'll go a bit into my history um you know you may you may have an experience where a lot of people are telling you Oh, you're too emotional, you know, this and that, and the other thing. But what I've really discovered is that your emotions are their gateways to what your soul is actually really wanting you to pay attention to. So it could be as simple as, okay, you know, this person isn't the right person for you. You know, maybe your emotions are telling you that there's a red flag there, but if there's a recurring theme within your life, or if there's like a recurring emotion that shows up to me it's actually something to pay even closer attention to because it is the key that locks that that unlocks a door that can lead you into the root of where the healing can occur and like you said it could be in this lifetime it could be in another lifetime and you know where we go on these soul point journeys i never know where it's going to be but it's always where it needs to be Mm, yeah and it's really cool too and this is something that I've talked about before we don't have to go looking for things that are wrong with us there's nothing wrong with us first of all let's just clarify that and when things are ready to come up our subconscious mind will bring them to the surface for us so when I went to do the soul point journey with you my subconscious had brought something up that I was not able to deal with on my own. I'm like, I don't even, I can't, it's very hard to see your own blind spots. So why coaches have coaches. That's why healers have healers. Mm-hmm. When we went in, all I said to you was, look, this, this belief is coming up. I can't even recognize what it is. I'm trying to deal with it. Nothing is working. <laughs> so I, you need to take me in. And we did, we went in. And it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a journey into the self. And I, like, I want to talk about the, you know, those things that keep coming up. Um, you know, I, w- the way that I had it described to me that's made the most sense is that in our lives, we're kind of, you know, we, we carry around in our beings this, um, like a drawstring bag. And we can put all the things that we don't want to deal with in the moment into that drawstring bag. But like any bag, that bag will fit full and life or our souls give us all these opportunities along the way to like they're like hey do you want it do you want to empty out this bag like I'm going to give you this problem it's a chance to to like lighten the load a little bit most of the time you know we're quite human and we're like no (laughs) I just want to feel good I don't want to look at what's in the bag it's maybe a little bit stinky in there So, you know, we can shove stuff back into the bag, but eventually if that bag gets too full, it kind of explodes, right? So, you know, that can occur in a bunch of different ways. Hopefully it doesn't occur in like, you know, a big life-changing accident or something like that. But, you know, it could happen in a quarter-life crisis or a midlife crisis or 
something of that sort, but it's always an opportunity to really sort through what we've been shutting down into that bag. I love that analogy. The little bag with the string and it's stinky in there. Stinky yeah. like my natural deodorant has been failing me lately. That's <laughs> horrible. Stinky stuff is not good. No. It, and like, you know, when you're like, wow, why is my life so like shitty right now? It's like, that's really life telling you it's time to sit down and sort through the rotten stuff. And that's the thing, right? Life and people are like, oh, the universe did this. No, life also manifests for us. Life, mm -hmm. mother nature, mother earth, the universe, your energetic system, all these things manifest. So life will show you things. I literally was having a conversation with a client the other day and she's in corporate and she's wanting to leave and all these weird things are happening to her. And I'm like, <laughs> that is life saying, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we, it's not that we don't listen. It's just that we're like, oh my God, this is terrifying. What am I supposed to do with this? Well, and it can be overwhelming, right? When you're getting so many messages being thrown at you and and like it's like the forest for the trees so if you've got the blinders on you just like it's very confusing unless you've learned how to pause and go okay hold on there's a pattern happening or there's a theme to what is showing up that i'm perceiving as a problem and it's you know it's that time to take stock and time to sort through it's like cleaning cleaning out your closets Right. This is this is what shadow work is, right? It's all the things that you don't want to look at that really are demanding that attention. Yeah. Let's talk about shadow work because we're both shadow work practitioners. Um, it's interesting to me because I see a lot of people talking about shadow work and talking about having to kill off parts of yourself. Let's talk about killing parts of yourself. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, Big no for me, like do not kill off parts of yourself. That's not what shadow work is. And, and shadow work is also not about going and sitting in the dark and, and staying there at all. What is shadow work about? Well, to me, shadow work is finding what is hidden in those corners, those parts that you really, that you've learned to dislike that you have shame about that that you you've not only had other people stick in the corner but you've subsequently learned how to stick in the corner and it's going and finding them it's like a little bit of a hide and seek game and shining light and love onto them so that you can integrate them into yourself and ultimately learn what the genius of that part is Mm -hmm. right? so like we're all a series of parts and integrating those parts make us whole again yes and that's what i always say first it starts with self-awareness with everything and every time i hear somebody say oh i killed off my ego it's an ego death oh i killed off this part of myself i'm like why like all of those parts is what you just said we integrate all of the parts and that's wholeness. Mm -hmm. I also think that if you're trying to kill off parts, like they won't, they're not going to die and they will ultimately come back like way more pissed. Yeah. They're like <laughs> hornets. They honestly are like hornets. Have you ever yeah. swatted at a hornet and you miss and it gets pissed off and yeah. like, it's really aggressive. Yeah. It's going to bring the pain. Like, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. To me. Yeah. So killing off those parts to me is just getting really, really good at suppressing them and, and they, they will come back like a zombie. Right. <laughs> I, that's the coolest thing though, about like us human beings, we have so many amazing layers and we have so many amazing things. We have so much information inside of us. We just don't listen. It's not, you know what, to be fair, it's not that we don't listen. It's that nobody ever taught us how to listen. We have not been taught how to listen. But when you start to be taught, and I know both you and I have done a lot of parts integrations yeah. on ourselves yeah. and it can suck sometimes, but man, when you start integrating all of those parts of yourself, you just start feeling 
completely different. Your confidence changes. Like everything is different. It's like, oh shit, this is who I am. It's like a subsequent softening as and strengthening at yeah. the same time because you can soften into, you know, instead of trying to create such a force field against that part, you know, finally letting down that armor or, you know, those walls that were trying to block it out and accepting it in fortifies you. And, you know, it, it ultimately gives you a lot more understanding of, you know, what it is that created the you that you are in this lifetime. And also learning about the genius of what it is that part does because that part you know whatever if that that part was created in this lifetime or another lifetime there is a genius kernel in it that once you can integrate that that full spectrum of it you can upgrade it it's like a system upgrade like so many of us are running on really old operational systems mm -hmm. that we just didn't know that we could upgrade it Wait, so you're telling me by integrating parts of myself, I can upgrade. I don't need cosmic upgrades constantly coming in at me. <laughs> Fuck. Um, let's activate our upgrades right now. <laughs> Jessica, we're having this conversation and my sacral chakra is so activated right now. <laughs> my whole chakra system is activated right now. <laughs> I'm just tingling. Okay, so <laughs> Jessica and I joke around all the time this is how we <laughs> this is how we talk but seriously there's a lot of trends in spirituality and you and i have seen a lot of them come and go and come back again and not fucking leave yep kind of like the shadow work conversation we just had but one of the things too because we're talking about integration time or integration period mm -hmm. have you noticed that a lot of people these days one are trying to find the thing that is wrong with them and yep. so then they go and they do all sorts of different things maybe they'll do some subconscious work maybe they'll do some energy work maybe they'll do some plant medicine maybe they'll do some more of something else i'm noticing and tell me if this is what you're seeing people are jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing and not having any integration time yeah i see that all the can I swear? Have you met me? <laughs> I'm joking. I know I can. I see it all the fucking time, right? So um, when I have clients that come to me and they are seeing sometimes five or six different practitioners, um, well, number one, you're not going to know the thing that's actually helping you. And it can actually blow you open in a way that like you've got <laughs> too many open wounds that make it extremely hard to to heal even one yes so you know there's there's the okay there must be something wrong with me I, i'm i am a thing that needs to be fixed instead of i am a whole human being that needs nurturing and love you know that that's a whole conversation in and of itself but then there's yeah there's like the the abuse of all the different modalities um and ultimately i think that that is how do i even say this it's like i don't know where specifically it comes from i think that it comes from a bunch of different places like we're told that ultimately we're not you know whole enough and okay as we are you know i could blame the patriarchy and capitalism and all that and yeah they all have a role to play but you know as individuals we're ultimately responsible for ourselves but i think that in the seeking of the fixing we believe that we're actually not responsible for ourselves and that someone has to fix us mm, yes and we were talking about this i think a couple weeks ago about how when you step out of that seeking role and you become the seer of your life mm. everything shifts again yeah and you know there's nothing wrong with seeking as long as you don't give all your power away while you're doing it mm -hmm. but there's, there's seeking as a student is is great yeah do it from a place of like i want to learn more rather than i am this broken thing that needs to be fixed 
Yeah, I'm seeking the answer to solve all my problems. I'm seeking the answer to put me back together. And it's tough too, because as more and more people become like trauma informed Mm -hmm. or semi or semi trauma informed, (laughs) fair enough. Um, It's tough because if you're working with a bunch of people, I've had people come to me, they're like, oh, I was seeing this person and then it opened another trauma. And I'm like, um, well, practitioners shouldn't be opening your traumas, first of all. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, I think that practitioners that do wind up triggering additional trauma responses um, are doing so for the most part, I would say not intentionally Mm -hmm. doing so through ignorance and maybe not knowing enough about the modality that they're using, but some practitioners do keep their clients trapped in a trauma loop to create and you and I have both experienced that we sure have (laughs) Jessica and I have known each other for almost five years now yeah and we became fast friends when we met and we were learning our spiritual practices together learning how to really work with our gifts exploring things and you know unfortunately we had someone in our life who we thought had our best interests at heart and they didn't and that kind of is a great segue into you know discernment when it comes to choosing the coach or the healer or the reader or the practitioner or the mentor that you're going to be working with tough sometimes because you can start working with somebody and be like, Oh, this is fantastic. And when you're in it, you don't recognize that it's actually not a great thing. Yeah. Until you're out of it. If you can't get out of it. Yeah. What would you say are some like red flags for people to look out for? I'd start with what I would, would look for before I do red flags, you know, like, I would say that hiring a practitioner or a coach or, or, you know, any, anything of that sort, you should treat it like a job interview. You should be checking references. You should be looking at what their history of work has been. You can ask any reputable practitioner to speak to a couple of their clients. If they're, you know, if, if they're worth their salt, I'm sure that they would find clients who would be happy, not just the person who referred you, by the way, right? I mean, that's fine. It's your it's your buddy. I'm sure that most of us have word of mouth referrals of that sort. But, you know, talk to people that you don't necessarily know and ask them, ask them the goods. Look at what their business history is. Um, look at what their training has been. That's totally okay. And if that person gets defensive, then you don't have to go with them. That's the cool thing. We get to make choices every second of every day. Mm-hmm. And if you if you think you're going to choose to work with somebody, then you're like, oh, this doesn't actually feel good. Yeah. Yep. Like you're, you're and this is part of the that emotional guidance system, right? Like how many times have you, you know, moved forward either with, you know, a, a practitioner or a partner. And like, there's a little something that's like, something feels wrong here. It must just be me. Mm, yes. Again, back to the, uh, what's wrong with me? Yeah. It must just be me. I, my guidance system is broken. I, my gut is wrong. You know, <clears throat> that being said, you know, there, there are trauma points that will cause you to not have a good guidance system that will like if you've been traumatized to the point where you actually don't know how to have that discernment that's a whole other conversation and and you know that's not my expertise but you know if we're talking about just on a regular and you're like ah this person feels off to me like just like really trust it and you know that like you and i call it the no-nos yeah I've got the no, no feeling and I'm not, but you know, things like if that person is, is telling you that what you're experiencing is wrong, or if they're telling you that you shouldn't make your own decisions that that you should only do it with their consultation, like those are big fucking red flags. 
Yeah. And the other thing too, is nobody should be saying things to you like, oh, this is what's wrong with you. And you're going into your darkness again, and you're not asking for help. Like no, no coach, mentor, practitioner, whatever should ever be saying, oh, you, you have this limiting belief of this. You have this. No, that's called imprinting. And that is a huge red flag. Huge. Well, it, yeah, it's creating a massive codependence that that winds up being this pattern where you're actually kind of in a double bind and you're fucked if you do and you're fucked if you don't. And, you know, it, it drills down into this place where you're suddenly like afraid to make any decisions of your own because you're like, well, you know, I, I my gut, I can't trust my gut anymore, right? So it's a complete removal of your own internal guidance system and takes away your power. And to add to that, no one has special access to special universal information that you don't have. Like, no, there's, I, now I'm just getting, (laughs) Brenda's getting worked up guys. Getting a little worked (laughs) up. I'm so tired of seeing and hearing people saying, oh, well, I've got this connection to source. And you know, if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, then you're never going to reach your highest potential. This is never going to work for you. Nobody has special information, activations, codes, whatever the fuck else is out there. Nobody is more special than somebody else. Some people have more um they've developed their skills yes that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) yeah yeah they've developed their skills more and and that's great and some people are really out of tune with that which also allowed but yeah when you've got someone who's telling you like well you know you just don't know i have this special access and if you're in you know some sort of training program or if they're your your mentor of some sort And they keep saying, well, you know, you're not ready to have that level of knowledge. And that's only going to be available in the next level or the next level or, you know, and, you know, they're basically the next thing, you know, they're mapping out the next 20 years of courses with them that has you really dependent on them. It's um, that's more than a red flag. That's a red fucking path. Yeah. And it's also it creates a shame spiral, right? Because you you're doing all the work and you're learning all the things and you're trusting this person and it's like you feel really good about progress and then you get to that point and it's like well no i'm not teaching you this because you you don't have your mastery nobody gives us our mastery no we we all have our mastery it's in there Mm -hmm. and it's you know um being in a constant state of self-flagellation about not having progressed enough does not actually create more progression. Mm-mm. And it's interesting too, to go back to the enhancing thing of your internal guidance system. Would you say it's possible for people to be able to recognize when somebody is enhancing or removing their internal guidance systems? It can be easy. Uh, I know for me, it took work. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because I went, I I spent a lot of time giving my power over to others because of that whole thinking that I was broken and that I didn't know enough. Um, but I, I can tell you what I do with my clients. Yes, please. Right? Like I, I, I specifically do not want to have clients that feel dependent on me. And so if I've had a few sessions with a client and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, this thing is happening. Like, tell me what to do. I won't. <laughs> I'll be like, Hey, I said, we can talk about it, but before we do, I want you to check in with yourself, right? Like use the tools that we've, we've developed over the past few sessions, you know, take the time to check in almost every time they'll come to a conclusion on their own. And, and like, okay, I'm not going to lie. It's usually the conclusion that I believe is right. (laughs) No, but it's true. that's, That's the thing though. When we're working with our clients, we're giving them tools so that they can be doing so that they are like empowered so that they can go out on their own and do the things yeah yeah teach a person to fish (laughs) right you know first i'll give you the fish do you like the fish good okay good fish now let's like here's how you do it (laughs) Mm, (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know why I went with the fish analogy. It just <laughs> because it totally makes sense. That's, a, that's I got I got it. Like that made sense to me. Um, speaking of stinky spirituality, though, like there really are such things as spiritual predators. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that, shall we? Because I think it's important for people to also be able to recognize a spiritual predator. There are a lot of them. What would you classify as a spiritual predator? How would you define that? A spiritual predator uh, is someone who likes to prey upon the energy and the light of those who seek guidance from them. Um, I have a story that they like to consume that person's energy and essence and light, like little snacks. <laughs> Something else we've both experienced. It's not fun, no. but it's true. There are people out there. And this is, again, going back to the energy management thing. I'm just going to keep talking about this until I'm blue in the face. When we do not properly manage our energy, we're basically wide open. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it very easy for people to go, Ooh, beautiful light energy. I'm going to siphon that. Yeah. It's like wound feeding. Yes. And it's like, you need to be contained in your own energetic bubble, your aura field. You need to be contained in that because also as you're doing inner work, as you're doing mindset work, as you're doing this emotional work, you become more connected to all aspects of yourself and that makes you a delicious energetic snack yeah because when you're doing that kind of work and you're putting yourself back together even though you're not broken but as you integrate those parts and you know from my perspective as i do clearings uh on people you know your light levels get brighter and higher and you can actually hold higher levels of light which in turn can make you extra yummy. <laughs> to, to those those spiritual predators, which is why that energy hygiene and the energy management is critical. Yeah. And again, be mindful of who you're letting work with your energy. Nobody should ever be in your energy. There are literally two people that are allowed to help me with my energy. And I'm talking to the main one. So, and it's not like when we are working with each other, we're not in the energy. We're communicating with the energy. Nobody again, getting worked up should be in your energy. So if somebody is like, doing a healing session on you. And this is what is concerning because there are a lot of people who do healing sessions. They don't manage their own energy. You can easily imprint beliefs and shit into somebody's energy. Mm -hmm. If you don't have pure intentions and manage your shit. Yeah. There's, um, in, in, um, Hawaiian spirituality, there's, um, discussion about the zero point which is that point where you're not bringing your intention. Like it's, it's the, the, the point of creation is the intention that comes into the healing session. And, you know, like, that's why you've got to go in with like such a clean field when you're working with clients. It's why you've got to ask express permission, like informed consent is critical. I know I've had this happen before and we we've talked about this before. And so you also know this, but you know, when you start working with a client and then you ask permission, can I, can I work with your energy? And I would say seven times out of 10, people are like, oh yeah, you can like, you can access my energy anytime. And I'm like, uh, no, take that back. I do not want that permission. That is not what I'm asking. And you should never grant anyone access to your energy like that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. And so any people who've experienced working with me, that's why, and it always sounds funny to you. That's why I'm like, okay, is it like, do you give me permission to communicate with your energy today? And it's why at the end, I'm always like, okay, my energy is going to thank your energy now. And now we're just going to like disconnect part ways, like whatever it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the reason that this is so important in this instance as well so one of the things that i clear are portals off of people and you know i'm not going to get into what a portal is other than 
when you are working in someone's energy, it can create a portal, which is an opening. And if you don't take the time to close that back up, then you're leaving not just your client open and vulnerable, but yourself open and vulnerable, like leaving your windows open. Yeah. And it's or like having a big hole in the ass of your pants. <laughs> you that. What is that breeze? Why does my vagina feel funny? <laughs> oh, I've got an energetic portal. No, yeah. you know what? It's so funny because I, I almost do want to talk about portals, but I know that would take us down. We'll talk about portals another time because yeah. people, I'm also hearing a lot of people being like, oh, I'm opening a portal and doing, I'm tapping into the portal. Portals yeah. are well portals are real <laughs> yeah don't fuck around with portals is what jessica and i are trying to say right now yeah don't fuck yeah, around and, with them and any any ceremony is the opening of a portal yeah any any ceremony has an opening and a closing opening yeah. ceremonies closing ceremonies you know that's like in any conference you go to it's that but it's like it's really a sacred practice it is a critical practice always always close your portals I, I, I know. And this is going to like, for people who are like, what? <laughs> I think, you know what? The crowd that my people who listen to this, they'll, they'll get it. <laughs> they know they've been around. Um, I actually, interesting about the energy thing too. So I had been working with someone else to help me do some energetic stuff. I worked with her for about a month. Um, and then today I got it. I haven't worked with her for I don't know like eons um got a random message that I'm sure got sent out to a group of people saying oh just want to let you know I took the energy of the 1111 portal and sent you all activation straight to your heart and I got so pissed off I sent I was messaging Jessica and I'm like what the fuck is this shit why is she trying to send stuff that I did not give her permission to do and I realized I actually had to revoke permission, even though I hadn't given her permission to do that whenever she wanted. It's like imagine coming home and she's sitting on your on your sofa and you're like, how did you get in? It's like, I just broke the window. Right? <laughs> I thought we'd have a chat when you got home. But that's like non-consensual. It's not okay. I also... I mean, I get frustrated when I'm scrolling on social media and someone is sending activations through oh, fuck, you don't know, the videos. I'm like, I didn't ask for this. There's like, <laughs> and this may seem like semantics, but it's, you know, the permission should always be requested and granted in order for that energetic exchange to take place. And, you know, I've also got to say this, if someone, if you're working with someone and they build into their agreements to work with them, that they always have access to your energy. And, you know, I'm saying this to, to Brenda, who's nodding because we've both been in that scenario and you're actually signing on that dotted line that gives them access. Like that is, that is a, that, that is, is a fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up, but that is a contract that needs to be uh, null and void. <laughs> and, and that was actually I, one of the things that you ended up having to clear off of me was. Yeah, yeah that was an agreement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of the things. And like, the, there are so many ways of having vows and agreements that we don't even realize in our lives. And what I clear, you know, if someone's like, well, you know, I have my wedding vows, you know, it, like I, I clear the detrimental ones. But there are ones that we make in this lifetime. There are vows and agreements from the past as well that, you know, stick with us. So always <laughs> double check your contracts, folks. Yeah, read, <laughs> read the contract. Because even if it's not, if it's not legally binding from a, you know, a current legal perspective, it may be energetically binding. Yeah. And I want to touch on something because I know there's probably some people going, well, Brenda, you manage your energy. So how... Why would you need Jessica to clear you? Yes. Let's think about this. I manage my energy and I still get stuff stuck to me that I can't clear. So now think about if you're not managing your energy, what kind of shit you're picking up from other people. Yeah. It's like having a bunch of boogers on your energy field. Right. It's disgusting. 
And also knowing, like sitting there and being able to go, oh, is this mine or is this somebody else's? And I knew none of that was mine. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't recognize what it was. I couldn't clear it off, which is why I'm going to say this again. Healers have healers. (laughs) And back to the (laughs) energy is all about energy, but it is all about energy and your subconscious mind and all of the cool things. I want to say this too. If you're hanging out with somebody and you're having like tea or lunch or dinner, and then you go home or the next day you wake up and you feel sick or you have a migraine, that's an energy issue. One, it's a great, great sign that you're not managing your energy. And two, it's a great sign that that person's energy is janky. Okay. Yeah. And it, it might, and you know, I want to underscore that they're not, they're probably not doing it from a conscious perspective, but they may have their own energetic boogers stuck to them. Um, you know, I've got a whole list of how, how do you know if you've got, um, boogers in your energy field, right? Can we and talk it, about that? Can you tell us yeah. what some of them are? Yeah, I have, I have a bulleted list, Brenda. <laughs> Um, but you know, if you've got persistent anxiety, pressure on the chest, difficulty focusing, and look, I know ADHD is super popular. Yes, I have it too. But like, if, if you're like, wow, it's so much worse right now, that would be a good thing to look at. Uh, you can't make up your mind. You're having nightmares or extra weird dreams. You're tired, but you can't sleep. You're cranky. I feel like I'm doing a drug side effect. Side effects, main yeah. food, explosive <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> But you know, you're cranky, no patience, you know, maybe you've got a pretty big change in your personality, uh, change in temperament, you've got, you know, like extreme depression and melancholy, negative thinking, agitated, things constantly going wrong, not going right, accident prone, maybe people are avoiding you, resistance, something you feel like something's holding you back mental rehearsing of painful traumatic sad memories from the past you know like when you're on that merry-go-round and you can't get off of it though like those boogers like to go into cellular memory and dredge up all the things that you want to forget and i like i know i'm sounding a little bit paranoid but like it, it's a thing and bad dreams are usually the first sign um and it's not you know they don't care how old you are by the way you know that's just again, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, from my own personal experience of having been in that state, like I actually have pictures from before I got cleared the first time. And it is wild to see the difference. Well, we were even looking at pictures of me. I was like, what the fuck? I look like I was dead. Yeah, like the dead. wicked circles under your eyes and yeah, like your life force is being siphoned out of you by a spiritual predator. Mm-hmm. We joke, but it actually wasn't funny. <laughs> it was not funny at all, right? We and can laugh now though. Because <laughs> we're pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I also, yeah, Jessica actually got out before I did and being the friend that she was knew that I had to I had to see it with my own eyes but she was sending really awesome like suggestions (laughs) she'd send me like um a podcast about cults and she'd be like this episode is really good you should listen to this I really like this episode about narcissists and like all of the traits of narcissists has what do you think does it remind you of anyone (laughs) that that those conversations had to happen because people also have to understand when you have a belief system about something you don't just want it to be blown to smithereens and your subconscious mind will not let that happen so i had to work with my own beliefs and change the beliefs that I had around certain things, but I needed help to see those things. So yeah, it was, it was, it was an interesting and strange time. <laughs> it was a journey and I am a patient woman. But, you know, and, and just so everyone listening at home knows, I wasn't just doing that constantly. I would intersperse it with funny videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I'd be like, so here's another thing about cults. <laughs> yeah, it was really subtle. But like I would, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I would like listen to all these things. And then I started going, huh. That's, hey, Jess, do you think that so-and-so might be a narcissist? And I'd be like, oh, I think I can talk to you about this now. It was really, yeah. really a great day. <laughs> it was a great day. Everything just reopened up. It was fantastic. But that's the thing too, is again, self-awareness. And I I have a huge interest in like cult stuff. It's fascinating to me. Super obsessed. Yeah. Right. Because it's nobody just joins a cult. They join something that makes them feel good. Yeah. And, and, you know, at this point, my obsession with it is really like a study of the the tools that really hook people in. It's also a study on what not to do in my own practice. Yeah, 100%. And a study of how to hold people when they come out of that kind of abuse situation. Yeah, because there are a lot of people who have worked with narcissistic coaches or practitioners or whatever. There's like a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. It is more common than I even realized. I've, I've got a lot of like spiritual people who've had those issues. Like it's, there's, there's, there's a weird thing about the spiritual community that kind of makes it a bit of a breeding ground because you have, there is this seeking aspect to the people who get involved. And then there's the taking aspect of a lot of leadership that I've seen. So, you know, it's really important to check in on, like if you're a coach, like check in on your energetic ethics, you know, how, like how in integrity are you? I also just want to say too, like this, it doesn't just happen in spiritual communities. Like I've had also experiences with narcissistic coaches who are not in the spiritual community. Correct. Or it's, corporate too, right? Well, you know, there, there does need to be some sort of thread, a vein that, that shows up in some leadership styles that does have a narcissistic bent. So check in on the empathy that's there and check in on, you know, I'm not like, I think that there always has to be an exchange of value. So I'm not going to say like, don't look for people who don't charge. It's not that at all, but you know, is it an exploitative relationship that's being built or is it one that is really nourishing but also I love that the way you explain that because it's true with both of us like the whole interest in the cult stuff and even it's the language patterns I've always been fascinated by language patterns Mm -hmm. so listening to how people speak like how they love bomb people and then they like take that away and then they make them and I mean I worked in marketing for 24 years marketing advertising the language patterns kind of awesome and kind of manipulative all at the same time why do you think your kids are addicted to sugary cereals and why do you think around christmas time oh you know what this reminds me of what do you remember the sears catalog the sears christmas catalog i do I do. I remember being a kid, um, going to my, I'd go to my grandparents every weekend and, um, my grandma would, I'd sit at the kitchen table and she'd pop the Sears catalog in front of me and I'd get out the pen and I'd circle all the things that I wanted. Like I, the, the memory is so visceral. I can remember the smell of the catalog. Me too. You're talking and I can smell it right now. And I can like feel the type of paper that was used in the printing and the way that the pen slid across the page. Yeah. And there's a great example of programming. It's not necessarily bad, but that's programming. Sears knew that every year for our generation, <laughs> yeah. generations before us, every yeah. year that Sears Christmas catalog would come out and all of us kids would just be like, yeah. now it's social media and things, but it's the same well, I imagine that kids from generations younger than ours, like I think, I think the scholastic um, book, the, the, like when it would be time for the scholastic book fair, I think that that's comparable for anyone who's, you know, a millennial or maybe Gen Z. 
I think that that might be a similar thing, right? That visceral feeling that comes out. It's like, oh, I really want this book because they'd also have some, some book, they'd have books, but also some toys included. Yeah. And then order it. But again, language patterns. Language patterns. I actually, I mean, that's one of the things that brings, that, that helps me with my soul point journey. How so? Well, there are certain ways that people will talk about the issues that come up that is really specific to them like we we all speak well if we're all speaking english we think well you know what's in the language pattern but there are ways that we talk about things that are really unique to us and that is part of our own programming like we program ourselves as well as being programmed externally mm -hmm. but that way that we talk about it so when i'm sitting with a client and i'm listening to the way that they talk about a certain thing it is so cool to hear them talk about their problem or their issue or the thing that's going on it's got its own energetic signature to it right and don't you just love to hearing how they speak about things and then after you've been working on stuff and the language changes and it's yep. like yes and that's how you know you're creating this new permanent behavior change because yeah. they've shifted the way they speak They've shifted the way they speak and you can see the shock and awe and then yeah. they're like, oh my God, like, and, and then when you check in, like, you know, is this thing present anymore? It's almost like they can't even describe it in the same way. Yeah. Cause it becomes neutral. This yeah. is Jessica and I get very excited about the work we do because we <laughs> one love the work we do. And two, it's cool. We do cool stuff. And it's, it's really like I'm I'm talking about it with you and I just feel so much joy and excitement in my heart space. I'm like, it's so exciting to see that shift in someone. Yes. And we're on a mission to help like educate people and to expose boogers, <laughs> to expose the horrible, <laughs> to expose the things through education. Because like I'm I'm gonna speak for both of us and you can let me know how you feel. You and I have held ourselves back for a really long time yep. about talking about the gifts that we actually have and what we're able to do with people and how we're able to help them. Because there, for me, there was this fear of judgment. I was like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm one of those like stupid spiritual people that talks out of their ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same. Like, you know, I've come from a background where I worked in government with medical professionals and, you know, lawyers. And then there's this whole, you know, everyone calls it the woo-woo, but I kind of call it, I do the practical application of the woo. Because yeah. I'm sorry, I am woo-woo. I'm full-on woo-woo. And I have concrete results. Yep. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. We can Scary go to talk about it's scary to talk about because I, I mean, I want to be taken seriously for what I do. And I think having conversations like this is really important for people. Yeah. You know what, before I let you go, I just want to touch on the spirit guide thing for a second. I want people to understand spirit guides are not here to tell you what to do. Nope. It is, is not one of those things where like, oh, my spirit guide told me to build an altar or my spirit guide told me to turn left today. That is not what spirit guides do. <laughs> there <laughs> jessica's laughing but it's true how would you explain what a spirit guide actually is here to do oh gosh i would so here's how i experience my spirit guide um always works a lot better when i'm in communication with him <laughs> it does really work a lot better with him. <laughs> um but usually like he'll kind of let me do whatever I want unless I'm doing something that's really going to fuck shit up for me. And then it's like, all right, <laughs> okay, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Like, are you really sure you want to do this? So I would say it's like having a GPS on. Well, and they're hilarious, right? So I think for the most part, most spirit guides have a, a most excellent sense of humor, which is why they'll send you the most ridiculous songs that are actually really relevant to the thing that needs to be understood. So, you know, the more you can laugh and have humor, I think the more clarity that you get, but you know, they'll be sarcastic. They might be a little bit sassy with you, but they are really there to just sort of keep you on the path that you're supposed to be on. And if you go off path, they won't stop you. 
No. But they'll likely like poke you a lot to show you that you're on the wrong path. Like if you are following a GPS and you wind up in a field, you know, sometimes you got to shake the GPS a little bit. And it's important to understand that the spirit guides are in this plane of existence. They don't, they're, they don't have, again, special information from the universe. doesn't work that way. And they're different than angels. Yeah. See, that's the next, that's what we need to talk about on the next podcast. It'll be the unseen world, the angels, all the things. And everybody, you all have the ability to connect into all of these things. Mm-hmm. And that's where the validation comes in. Cause the other thing is I hear people, they'll tell me, they're like, oh, I was talking to spirit. And I'm like, well, how do you know it was spirit? How do you know it wasn't some low level entity you were speaking to? Oh, I was yeah, talking to the definitely. angels. How do you know it was the angels? Like, and that's what you and I teach people as well as how to verify who you are actually talking to. Yeah. Because again, if you just open up and you're like, Hey, who's there? <laughs> that opens up a portal and you don't know who's going to walk in. And I don't say that to scare people. It's just, it's just, you know, have caution and have discernment, right? This is why there's ritual involved in certain things, but learning to recognize is pretty critical to that whole space. I remember when you were clearing me, I was like, Hey, do you think, um, when I was a little kid, I bought a Ouija board at a garage sale and would play with it all the time with my mom. Do you think that caused some of the issues? And I said, yes, don't like, okay, kids don't play with Ouija boards. They're like fucking bad news. Also who like, I bought a week. First of all, what kid, what like eight? I did. I did. I I had a Ouija board too. But that's why we're friends. But I'm like, what what eight-year-old kid goes to a freaking garage sale and sees this ancient looking Ouija board and thinks that's gonna be a good idea? Oh me. I think that's the premise of a movie. <laughs> Isn't that how Jumanji happened? I was like, this is so cool. And it you know what? It was a beautiful board. It was like an antique, which should have also sure been a red flag. But for an eight-year-old, that's not a red flag. That's like a ooh. that is a, a candy store of the occult. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did all your problems start? Well, it's when I bought this Ouija board at a garage sale. Oh man. That's like literally, that is that is the beginning of a movie. <laughs> I know. You know what it was? It was because I'd already been talking to like spirit, and I think I just wanted validation that I was not imagining that like that they weren't imaginary but then also I seem to remember at that time there was some movie about Ouija boards it might have actually been called Ouija board I don't know this has been such a fun conversation I'm glad that after like two years of us going we should do a podcast (laughs) we actually both have finally stepped into our authentic selves and I'm ready to have this conversation (laughs) Well, we had to wait for the 1111 2022 portal, Brenda. Oh my God, you're so right. Okay, for real though, before I let you go, <laughs> and this does actually turn into a five hour podcast, I like to ask this of people What would you say a limitless life is? What does having a limitless life mean to you? Hmm. A limitless life to me is a life when inspiration drops into your consciousness, you go for it. (laughs) You know that you may not have all the tools available, you may not have the how, but that inspiration is allowed to grow and become a desire and become a goal and become a thing that you get to. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a massive thing. Like, you know, limitless means that it's, it's what it is for you. I love that. How can people find you? I'm going to link up your Instagram profile. And just so y'all know, Jessica is just currently stepping into her authentic self on Instagram. I am. <laughs> You're going to see a lot about emotions in there. Which is great. Yeah. But if somebody's like, oh man, I really, I really want to do a soul point journey with you. Like how, how can people connect with you? You want to go to jessicadonsegain.com and that's J-E-S-S-I-C-A-D-A-W-N 
s-e-g-u-i-n.com and go to the contact me page and i'm gonna link that all up in the show notes so you guys can just click on it and i will answer you as soon as i can um and just so you know there um i don't have any information up about the clearing as of yet but that is under construction so there will be a lot more information coming soon love it i'm gonna link all your stuff up there i highly recommend everybody check you out give her a follow on instagram check out all the things and definitely i think everybody should experience a soul point journey because i think so too they're pretty great they are pretty great (laughs) all right thank you so much again and uh yeah i can't wait to have our next conversation me too thank you and it's been a freaking blast being here I, i hope that people find us as funny as we find us so too because i think we're pretty funny what if they don't though i know i think we're pretty funny too maybe we're just funny to ourselves i'm okay with that too i don't i'm okay with that too but you know all right (laughs) (laughs) i have to leave the laughing and you know that right because that's like our thing okay that's it okay Um, goodbye Thank you so much for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Tag me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, help me spread the love by hitting that share button. 